And welcome to a special episode of The Hammer Drops, a Sunday episode. I'm your host, Layak. Today, we are going to talk about the South Carolina primaries yesterday. We're going to talk about Trump's shortlist and who I would like to see run with him. And we're going to talk about the propaganda machine that the left is doing over there on Twitter. And we're going to get into some numbers to back up what I'm about to say as well. So let's just jump right in. Okay, so yesterday we had the primary for South Carolina. Of course, Trump won. Trump won by 20% in Nikki Haley's own state. After Nikki Haley learned of her loss, she went on and said that she's a woman of her word. She's going to stay in the <laughs> in the running to become try to become president, try to beat Donald Trump. Listen, Nikki Haley, you have basically just your career suicide. I mean, you just basically fucked yourself, okay? Not only in your own home state were you voted against, okay? But I don't even think you have a career anymore being a Republican. I think the best thing for her at this point, seeing as how she got embarrassed in her own home state, is to probably move to California and literally become a Democrat and switch over. I mean, I am more than happy to trade her for Tulsi <laughs> any day of the week. Nikki Haley is honestly, she's a Democrat. I mean, everything that she's been saying is all Democrat lined and just lined with the left and not in the values of conservatives or Republicans at all. And yet somehow, some way, she's still being, with her still being in this race is mind boggling because how does one stay in a race spending millions of dollars and continuing losing? Not only did you lose by 20% in your own home state, but you got embarrassed in Nevada against nobody and lost. You still lost against nobody. And here you are thinking that you have a chance to be to beat Donald Trump. Folks, let's just get this out of the way. It's going to be Donald Trump versus if it's Joe Biden, if they don't take him out by then. Because like I've said, they're setting Biden up to basically take him off the ballot for 2024 by trying to do the 25th Amendment and a whole bunch of a slew of other stuff that I've covered in other episodes. And they want the House Republicans to try and impeach Biden or call up the 25th Amendment to... So then this way, it gives them more time to get their plan going. And I've said this before, don't buy into it hook, line, and sinker. Let them squirm and have to admit that Joe Biden is in fact a shitty president by doing this. Bottom line. So... Yeah, so Nikki Haley has no chance. She's going into Super Tuesday coming up, going to Michigan, that's the next state, and all that stuff, thinking that she's going to win. When is enough is going to be enough? When is it going to be enough, Nikki? When are you going to finally just bow out and ride off into the sunset? You don't even have your 15 minutes of fame anymore. Your career is pretty much over as a Republican. You're, like I said, your only chance is to flip-flop and go to Democrat, which we already already know that you're basically a Democrat anyways. So why don't you just make it official already? You don't want to make it official yet because Joe Biden is still in the running. And next up on deck is people like Gavin Newsom, Big Mike. You know, it's not going to be Kamala Harris. I mean, unless she's with Montel Williams and another chick, you know, getting it on somewhere. True story, by the way. You know, that's, that's only the way it's going to happen. So 
Nikki Haley spent spending millions of dollars on all of this. And I'm going to now let's get into the numbers here. Okay. And I'm kind of wondering how and who is paying, like what PAC fund is paying Nikki Haley to keep going because honestly, it doesn't make sense how she even is. Hmm. Excuse me. So let's get into the numbers from yesterday. And when I get, before we get into the numbers, I want to point out a couple things all over on social media, the progressive left influencers all over like Twitter would like you to believe that Donald Trump essentially did very bad. The numbers were really bad in yesterday's primaries. Now, like I said, 3.2 million registered voters in South Carolina. Okay. Out of that 3.2 million, more of the conservative Republicans came out to vote in force. Now let's get into the numbers. So right here, bear with me here real quick, folks. I'm going to get to the numbers. Okay, so Joe Biden, when he ran unopposed, he only got 126,336 votes in the entire state. Donald Trump, he had 451,905, and Nikki Haley had 298,681. And mind you, Trump was running against, you know, people on the bill, obviously Haley, but DeSantis was still there. He got almost 3,000 votes. Vivek only got, you know, 726. Chris Christie, I mean, so I mean, not very much. But when you go over to Biden, there's only Biden and two other people that got 4,000 votes. Literally, out of all those people, only not even 130,000 people came out to vote Democrat. When you had almost, almost a million people come out to vote Republican. I mean, yet people like MSNBC and these influencers want you to believe that the numbers aren't good for Trump. Trump only won by 60% and and Biden won by 95%. You know what? I don't give a shit about the percentages like that. Let's look at the complete number of people that actually voted. Trump had three times as much almost people coming out to vote for him than Biden did. And then Nikki Haley even trumped, like, smacked the shit out of Biden in the same, in South Carolina as well, as far as numbers go. I mean, <laughs> but they want you to believe that the numbers are bad. Okay, folks, it's going to be Trump against whoever. And right now, they know, the left knows that Biden is not going to beat them. There's no way. Even with the six, seven million immigrants, illegals that have come in, that they're going to give the right to vote to because they're going to give them state IDs and all that stuff. That's their whole thing. And they've already said that they're going to vote for Biden. Even with that, there's no way. Because here's another problem. The city of Chicago, who usually determines the state of Illinois and how they go, they're sick of the Democrats. They're stepping up, and they're going to change. Most of those Democrats in Chicago, and I live close to Chicago, those Democrats are going to start voting Republican. And it's going to turn red. And that is bad news for the Democrat Party, especially when you have the Democratic National Committee primary, whatever the hell that's going on, is going to be happening in Chicago. And Chicago's about to go red, folks. Why do you think Biden's out trying to, you know, rub elbows at minority restaurants and stuff like that? Is that because he wants to, folks? I mean, come on. This is the same guy that was friends with Bird, who was a KKK member and a senator. This is the same guy 
who said that he didn't want his kids going to a jungle, which meant he didn't want his kids being mixed up in minority with minorities when they're growing up. This is that same guy. Don't, don't let them let you forget that. Okay. Cause this is who Biden is. So now, so those were the numbers. Okay. So Trump, in my opinion, he did great. He won South Carolina. He's won every state. Hell, he won Nevada without even really doing anything. Without doing, you know, he got the the electoral college or the delegates, I'm sorry, without even being on it. I mean, Nikki Haley, she has no business running anymore. She needs to just bow out and just go away. So now let's get into Trump's shortlist for VP. So we know now that... Ron DeSantis, Vivek, Senator Tim Scott, along with former Rep. Tulsi Gabbard, Rep. Byron Donalds of Florida, and South Dakota Governor Christine Noem are all on the short list to be Trump's VP. Now, if I'm, I would love to see like a Vivek as a vice president, but I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I would like to see that happen because Vivek has the same kind of personality that Trump does. He's a, he's not going to put up with anybody's shit. He's going to tell you how it is. Yada, yada, yada. Not taking anything away from all the other ones, but, well, except for DeSantis. DeSantis, I would stay clear of only because a lot we have learned about him. He, you know, having his, you know, big pharma doing his parties and all that stuff, being sponsors of that, you know, to raise money. It's like, no, especially, especially with that. No, you know, when you have the, <laughs> the, the guy from Moderna, you know, helping you raise money for your campaign. I don't think so. Christy Nome over there in South Dakota. I think she would be a great choice. Hell, even Tulsi Gabbard would be a great choice. Brian, Byron Donald again. I mean, I think the only one on this list, I wouldn't even, I just toss away is probably DeSantis. Any of the other people on this list would be an amazing VP for Trump, and I think it would work out very well for him. But let's face facts. We need another woman VP. We do. And out of the two, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. I mean, Tulsi, she was a Democrat, flipped to Republican. Now, based on that alone, I'd I'd still be a little shying away from that aspect, even though I would, I probably would, but if I had to pick between Noam and Tulsi, I'd probably go with Noam, with Christine Noam over there in South Dakota. I think her no-nonsense attitude during the pandemic, how she has run her state, I think she, and all honestly, honestly, I think she's going to be his pick, and we can't go wrong there because, I mean, she still has the same kind of personality as a Trump and that's what Trump needs. Trump needs somebody here in the United in the U.S. when he's away to run it how he would run it. And now, any one of these people would do that, but you just got to figure out which one would be the stronger of the choice. And honestly, I would have to say go with a woman. So between those two women, nothing against Vivek. I think Vivek would be on um, a cabinet member of some sort, so he'll still be a part of the team. I know he's been with Trump a lot lately. Same with Byron Donald, Donalds, same with Tim Scott as well. But I think Tim, Tim Scott and Byron Donald 
We need to keep them as reps in the House and in the Senate as voices. And I think that would be probably the smarter of the choices right there. So that's my opinion on on all of them. As far as, again, as far as DeSantis, I think he's proven to everybody just how shady he truly is. So now let's get over onto social media here real quick. Like I was saying, you have all these guys, these influencers just peddling bullshit, okay? Brian Cressenstein, he likes to spew nothing but propaganda and lies and just, you know, he likes to cut up videos of whatever is going on with Trump and, you know, post half-truths. Now, this is the same guy, him and his twin brother were investigated by the DOJ for a Ponzi scheme and all that stuff down there in Florida. So take this guy with a grain of salt. He's getting paid by the by the DNC to run his ads, just like the rest of them. And of course, he just likes to cycle what everybody, all the other influences are cycling right now. Like right here, a staggering 65% of Republican voters in South Carolina. Okay, this is where he's saying that Essentially, 65% of Republican voters in South Carolina primary incorrectly believe that Joe Biden did not legitimately win 2020 election. I don't know about you. I've seen 2,000 mules. I've seen a lot of the proof. A lot of the states are going back on it, which is being suppressed by the media. And I I can tell you right now, Joe Biden, no way in hell he got more votes than our first black president in Barack Obama. There's no way. And with his 81 or 80 however million votes that he supposedly got, we all know that that's bullshit. Okay. Then you got guys like Brooklyn Dad Defiant, who (laughs) this guy, again, gets paid by the DNC. I mean, seriously, you can look up these people on Google, whatever. Do your fact checks of these people before you actually believe a fucking thing they say like this. Brooklyn Dad Defiant. He gets paid by the DNC. He, He tries to tell you that he doesn't, but there's records showing that he's received hundreds, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars from him for his posts on Twitter. Same goes for this Brian Cranstein. JoJo from Jersey, same thing, gets paid and spreads nothing but the same bullshit. And this is how you can tell what is bullshit and what is not, folks. If all your influencers and all these people are running the same exact thing, like this video from MSNBC or CNN that Brian Crestein has, Crestein, whatever the hell his last name is, posted. It's not the first time I've seen it. I've seen other progressive liberals posting the same exact thing over and over and over again. And that's how you know who's getting paid and who's not. Who can actually be original and who is not when you see stuff like that. And literally, it's verbatim. Their their whole comments is verbatim. Like, they're, they're it's it's funny as fuck, you know, but I will say this as people need to, the conservatives need to have a louder voice, especially when it comes to social media. We need a louder voice to start drowning out the bullshit that's coming from these idiots over here on social media, because all they're doing, they're winning the war on social media. They are by far. Because there's only very few of us that do this, you know, like that try and get past all this propaganda that mainstream media is throwing out there, that these progressive influencers are peddling and we're doing our best, but you know, we need more help 
honestly, because these guys, I mean, we're not getting paid to do it. We're doing it for the love of our country. Whereas these guys are getting paid for the love of money. You know, hey, it'd be great to get paid for it. But if it meant the love of my country or getting paid for it, I'd rather the love of my country than be paid for my post or, you know, that's why I don't have sponsors for my show. I mean, I have a sponsor. Yes. It's a, you know, it's a shop, but I'm not getting paid. It's the savings go on to you, not to me. <laughs> so, and that's how I work it. Like this Mike Singleton, you know, he sits there and says that the numbers from last night's primary were disastrous for Donald Trump. And it gives a reality check to Trump's South Carolina primary win. And this is from MSNBC. Like they're trying to downplay Trump winning. Like it's no big deal. It's he didn't really get the numbers. Folks, that right there should tell you that they're scared. <laughs> they're scared because there is a train coming. And that train is blowing down everything that's in its way. You throw something at them, it's blowing it down. And I'll I'll tell you right now, if it's a Trump-Biden ticket and Trump's in jail, I'm still voting for Trump, just like many, many others. I refuse to vote Democrat. I refuse to vote for Biden. A vote for Democrat is a vote for communism. It's a vote for indoctrinating our children. It's a vote for inflation. I talked about the inflation numbers. It's only going up. Gas prices everywhere are back on the rise. And they're going to say that it's some sort of, you know, a fire at one of the plants or some bullshit like that. And just wait. This summer? Remember the summer of love in 2020 when cities were burning? Just wait. It's only going to get worse here in 2024. What do you think Joe Biden has planned and the Democrat Party has planned? I guarantee you there's going to be riots. I guarantee there's going to probably be another pan or a pandemic happening, which now gets me into this. I don't know if I said this before, but what I find really weird is now that you have to call the, the American Red Cross before you go donate blood to so they can ask you if you've ever had the COVID jab. They're going to ask you that now. And if you have, guess what? They don't want your blood. I know I don't want your blood if you've had the jab with all the blood clots that are going on. And I think they're setting that up to try to blame Trump because now you'll start to notice all the talk about COVID that's happening, about the jab and about the side effects. All that stuff is starting to finally come out. We all knew this. We've all been saying this for a long time. We have been silenced. We have been kicked off of social media platforms. I've been kicked off of YouTube for bringing the truth about COVID, the COVID vaccine. And now the truth is coming out. The left is finally letting it out and they're letting it out because they think, and they're hoping they're going to be able to use that against Trump. Mark my words. That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to play it and say that, well, Trump's warp speed, there's no clinical trials. There's none of this, none of that, yada, yada, yada. But let's not forget who, mandated COVID vaccine shots for everybody. And that was Biden, not Trump. Though the Biden administration will continually try to blame Trump even today for stuff that is clearly not Trump's fault. Trump hasn't been in office since 2020. Everything that we are feeling today is direct response to Biden and his administration's policies. But like a typical progressive, typical liberal They like to push the blame off on others so they don't look bad. And that's what's happening. So, uh, Nikki Haley, (laughs) she just said, see you in Michigan on uh, Twitter. 
So that's pretty much where we're at today. Okay. Now, stay tuned because I'm going to be covering definitely this Super Tuesday that's coming up. I'm, you know, that we're going to do an episode on that. We're going to do some more in depth stuff. And I'm going to do some looking in because I really want to know where Nikki Haley's getting her money. So I'm going to start looking into her super PACs and PAC funds that are giving her the money as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Before we go, I, this Luke Beasley is another, he's a up and coming knob sucker over here on uh, for the liberals. And he just made a post. Republicans in Texas have rejected some summer program to give food assistance to hungry children, denying benefits to 3.8 million children in the state. Seriously. They're probably saying this because they're denying benefits to the legals. I guarantee you. And I'm going to, I'm going to look into that as well. I'm just like going through here. Yeah. Jojo from Jersey. She wants to see Trump riding behind bars because she just doesn't like them. <laughs> Anyways, that's where we're going to leave it folks. Definitely. Don't forget this episode is going to be on all your favorite podcast platforms. All you got to do is just t- go to your favorite one, type in the hammer drops. We're going to pop up. Don't forget to go visit us over on our website at thehammerdrops.com where we have blogs and all of our content is there as well of every place that we that you can find us. And definitely, I will keep you guys posted on when we will go live back over there on Rumble. And I'll make sure to make that a nice and special one for you guys as well. Now, enjoy your Sunday. Remember, close our borders. Save America. Fuck Ukraine. Fuck Joe Biden. I'm out.